Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Uh, then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you to With our own big girl podcast. Holy you know, shit. Let me turn the volume down on my phone. Okay. <laughs> so we don't have any interruptions. Well, yay! I'm very excited. I think this is going to be very fun. Yes! Yes. So we decided for our first episode to talk about what, Paris? What are we talking about today? Well, I think that a good way to kick off this podcast would be to start with what we feel are the five pillars of a great fantasy romance book. So things that are very important to us. When we pick out a book to read, we expect <laughs> that it will meet this criteria, or at least we hope that it yes. will. Yes. yes. The enduring yes. titles will have these criterias for the most part. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> However, before we get into that, I was thinking that maybe we could talk about uh, just to start it like what are you reading right now <laughs> what oh are my you god yeah that's a great question um i'm actually reading nothing <laughs> uh, um, and it uh when i was making this list last night i felt really sad because oh. <laughs> i am actually pretty detached from my feelings about books because it's been so long and um, I have a book on the way, our, our book that we're reading together that is on yes. its way, but I'm not reading jack shit, but I am playing the Final Fantasy VII remake right now. Okay. And that right now is my equivalent of a book because I am in love. I'm in love. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah. It's fantasy. You are in, indulging in something that you love. And I would say that that's about the equivalent of reading a good book. Thank you. So, Thank yeah. you. What about you? What are you reading? I am reading two things. I, I bought that book that we're going to start reading together, uh, Daughter of Shadow and Bone. Is that the name of it? I believe so. I couldn't remember, but that sounds right. Yes, I think that is it. Because uh, that was recommended to me, and it sounds like a really good one. So I'm excited that we're going to be reading it together. But I am currently reading, um, I'm reading The Rapture of Canaan by Sherry Reynolds. And it's not typically like a book that I would pick up and read myself but this was also recommended to me and it is uh it's fiction but it's not fantasy it's about a girl who lives um on this compound and her grandfather is the preacher of this he's like runs this cult and uh um, classic Yes, and so she has all of these rules that she's lived by her whole life, and then she starts to have feelings for a boy in the cult, uh, like one of the only boys who's not related to her, and she ends up pregnant. And then <gasps> the book is like her trying to navigate and figure out like, holy shit, what do I do? My grandfather is this cult leader, and if he knows, like, it's not going to go well for me. So I'm reading that right now, and I really like it. I think the writing is really good. Um, and I'm also reading Saga. 
which was recommended to me by you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I I really like it. I've never the only other graphic novel I've ever picked up was the other one that you recommended to me, the one about the pumpkin patch. Oh, right. That was such a cute one. Yeah, Saga is nothing like that. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, within the first five pages, there's just, like, people having sex. And I was like, oh, I see. Okay, yes. But I understand why you like it. Because, like, instantly it's like, guy has horns. Girl has wings. Like, (laughs) Marco bitch. Marco, wow, he has me in my feels. He is such a wonderful character. Alana, great, wonderful counterpart, but I mean, because I like boys, boys with horns and wings specifically, Marco is... uh, Oh my God, he's yeah. a dream. Well, and there, yes, there's so many other characters. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> wait for you to meet them all. Oh my God. Okay, I'm very sorry. excited. No, I really like it so far, and I, I, I definitely like feel like why you love this so much because I really think it like speaks to who you are as a person and the things that you love. And like the first, the first scene, like she gives birth, right? And he chews off the umbilical cord. And I just, like, was like, Fallon, Fallon, <laughs> Fallon loves that shit. I know. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Like, yeah, um, that book changed my life, really, for real. I, it was um, it was displayed in the, uh, like, the display case window of the book bin in Corvallis, mm-hmm. Oregon, um, on the corner. And I was like, what is that? That looks pretty good. And Casper, my boyfriend, was like, that's a good comic. I hear good things about it. You should read it. And I was like, I'm not going to do shit. And then I did. And I, I, I've never looked back. Yeah. For I, life. I, I think it's going to be great. And I mean, with it has like, such good recommendations from you. So I think I will, I, I look forward to finishing it and getting the next one. So. Yeah. Yay. Well, yes. shall we, yes. Shall we, <laughs> uh, shall we do it? Shall we get yeah. into the five pillars? So I, want to go I first? ranked mine. Okay. Oh, I did not do that with mine. <laughs> I did mine from like, um, least, I don't want to say relevant, but least urgent, I guess I would say, sure. um, for me. Okay. Uh, do you want to go, do you want to go point by point? Like maybe I read mine, my, one of mine, and then you say one that might relate to that if yours yeah. aren't ranked? Well, okay. Well, mine are not ranked. Um, yeah, I just wrote down five that I felt are important. And then I have two asterisks that are also important, but not as important. Uh, like not necessarily things that I need, but things that I like to have. So, right. Yeah, totally. I have two of those. I think that you should go first, though. I want, I'm want. i very curious to hear what you have to say. Okay. Do you want me to read all of them or just one at a time? Um, I want you to read all of them. But I've okay. also just realized that we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> would you like to go first, Paris? That's yeah, really sure. Good I, I'll go first. Hi, my name is Paris. Um, <laughs> my, my name is Paris Rumbles. I am 23 years old. I, uh, I like to read books. I think I first started reading, like, fantasy in middle school, and then I never stopped. I actually, it was like, it, my love of reading was introduced to me by my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Baldwin, which ironically is my boyfriend's mother, so I, I just, I really, I guess I liked her teaching, and I liked her as a person, and I needed to be a part of her family, so and I And liked her son. I did, I do, I like her son, and we just celebrated 
our five-year anniversary on June 15th. I didn't so. know that, Paris. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, it, it was fun. We we just hung out all day, and um, then we cooked dinner for everyone at night. We made this, like, amazing vegan uh, orange chicken, and it was fun because Brady's family are not vegan, uh, and it was exciting to, like, see them get to try something new, and they actually really enjoyed it. It was, it was a fun time, and Yay. we got to use their kitchen to cook, which is just awesome they have a they great have, kitchen yeah they have a nice ass kitchen yeah they do no joke. yeah they do yeah and who are you hello uh, i'm fallon lazarus i'm also 23 and uh i am friends with paris i'm a lifelong video game player but i really didn't get into reading until i met paris and i was away doing an acting gig and i was like paris send me smut and Paris <laughs> sent me um, <laughs> some recommendations, and I ended up reading A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass, and it changed my fucking life. Like, <laughs> my whole, it, it blew open my mind hole. I just, and um, I've been forever changed by that experience, and so that's brought us together. I think Paris was brought into my life to show me that book series honestly <laughs> like i think you yeah I, I thank you you know of course uh so Absolutely. that's who we are we're buds we were both actors i guess we still are kind of both yeah. actors i i, I don't like know if i, I consider you, you are for sure i just mean me i don't know <laughs> if i do that anymore um so uh yeah that's we became friends in college we were paired together i was doing an acting competition and i needed a partner and my mentor Gave me Paris, and yeah. we've been buds ever since. Yeah, I had just transferred to that school. I was doing a community college elsewhere, and I moved to uh, Corvallis, and so I was doing community college there. And, um, yeah, I took a, just a, like, history of theater class, because I love that. And the teacher was like, hey, I have someone I'd like you to meet. And and then I met Fallon, and it was really great. I, I feel very, very thankful that our professor brought us together. Because, you know, if, without me taking that one random class at that college, I would have never met you. So I'm very happy about that. That's true. Uh, we can cut this out, but did you know that um, the LB Theater Department is sh getting shut down? What? No, I did yeah. not know that. So post-coronavirus... Um, uh, I guess budget cuts. They're Holy cutting crap. the entire department. R.I.P. That's really sad. Yeah, rippity doodah. But that I is mean, so sad. She's been an underfunded, sad, dying gal for a hot minute. So oh, yeah. I think it was kind of an excuse for um, the two faculty members that run it um, to get away and <laughs> um, <laughs> do something else. So. Oh my gosh. I don't think <laughs> well, people I need mean... to resurrect it. <laughs> Good for them. I think their time, it was time, and I think, you know, they will go on and do bigger and, and better things, or, or rest, you know? I think maybe they might need to, just need to rest for they a might. while. I, they're, they're a married couple, and they have always wanted to, like, move to Italy or something, and so I just, I hope that they take this opportunity to do that. That would be awesome. I would yeah. love to see them there. Yes. That would be so cool. Good. All right, well... Okay. Anywho, uh, I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear your list. Okay. Please read me number one. I Can I read you number five? 
Oh, Can I yeah. work <laughs> up? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I see I see now that you have ranked them and you want to read from like last to first. Is that what you want? To That's do? exactly what I want to do. Okay, I, okay. okay, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so number five, I have Big, Bright, Beautiful World, a.k.a. World Building, Having a Dynamic Setting. Yes. Uh, yes. So like... Big, bright, beautiful world. If you've seen the Shrek the Musical, you know what the fuck I'm referencing. I do. Anyway. Um, so yeah, a setting, you know, is the world. You know. Um, and then number four is going to be, I wrote invisible author. Um, or otherwise, okay. writing that doesn't distract from the story. So like, I'm not thinking about like, bro, what is the author doing here? What is she doing? Or... Um, I'm not necessarily hearing the author themselves. I'm hearing the heroine. Um, and like the, the characters that the authors created are so strong that they speak for themselves. And I'm not like, I, I don't know. This is just my preference, I think. Or I'm not distracted by like the author's own, um, I don't know, psyche. Because I am trying to live, I'm trying to project my own psyche onto this story, damn it. I don't need to compete <laughs> with you and your expectations. No, um, I feel now, even just having hearing, having heard two of yours, I feel like my list is nowhere near like as in depth as your list. But I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I continue, please. We also didn't specify like really any details of like what we were writing down. So I really don't want you to take like. <sighs> Let me know if I'm going too hard, okay? No, no, because. please. I want you to go as hard as you want. This is yes. Do your thing, and okay. I will. I will also try to. I will try to keep up. Okay, just go ahead, please. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe a good thing that I went first, or a bad thing. I don't know. No, don't know. it's good. It's okay. good. Please keep okay. going. Number three, hot spooky man. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, a complex and attractive love interest, right? Yes. The love man, that. we gotta have a good love interest. Like, That's what am if I you, even here for otherwise? If you are, yeah, if you are seeking, like, a heterosexual relationship in the book that you are reading, I do like a, like, a dark and twisty lingers in doorways. There have to be a lot of doorways for and him to lean in. And a lot of purring. Yes. A lot of purring, yeah. Well, I think we're just really channeling, like, recent. Like, that's what we want. We want him. And, that's yeah. the standard. That's the gold standard. It is. He's really specimen. ruined, like, all other, um, like, male protagonists, like, relationship. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, like, partners in books for me. Because I'm like, you're okay, but <laughs> Reason was better. So right. I, <laughs> I, like, I definitely feel that, yeah. We're, we're wasted. On, you know, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ruined. I am ruined now. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. It's so true. Um, and so that one, number three, I feel like competes with number two. I feel like they're interchangeable, which number two is the squad. Okay. We oh, have to I have, have that one. Lovable and compelling ca- companions. Like yes. the buds in the books is half the fun. Like, yes, you need the juicy sex, right? You need the sexy purring man in the doorway, but you also need your buddies, your homies that are going to help carry the story because we can't just rely on this one heroine to fulfill all of our fantasies for us, right? Mm. I 
Agree. I think it is so important to have, like, a group of pals, which is my number two, a group of pals. I was really hoping that was how it's written. (laughs) A group of pals is number two, yeah. And I I was reading this list to my boyfriend Brady, and he, I, I, I read him, number two, a group of pals. And he goes, oh, so like the fellowship, like of the ring? Like, Lord of the Rings. Like, everything, it, like, relates back to Lord of the Rings for him. Because, like, granted, Lord of the Rings is kind of, like, the base, like, building blocks of, like, all fantasy. It's, you know, it's got everything. So, um, like, yes, he is right. But I, I was like, no! Like, the group of friends in A Court of Thorns and Roses! Like, what do you mean? Like, right. no! Not Lord of the Rings! Like, so I, yeah, but he's, he's not wrong, so... Yes, a group of pals, very important. And I really don't like when I, like, read a book, uh, like a fantasy romance or just, like, a young adult romance book, and it's, like, main character is the girl who's, like, different from the other girls. She's, like, not like the other girls. And she finds, like, dark and twisty guy, and it's literally just them. And, like, maybe she has, like, a sidekick friend, but you, she's not really, like, really involved, and it's just, like... She shows up a couple times throughout the book, but she really doesn't have any, like, um, there's no meat to, like, the sidekick friend. And I don't like that. I, like, want, I want a group of pals. I want, like, a family around the main character. I I think it's very important to have uh, more than just the main character and her love interest in the books that we are reading, so. Yes. Yes. I I completely 100% agree. (laughs) Um, absolutely. Uh, and I think all of those previously mentioned things, the love interest, the group of pals, right? Strong Mm -hmm. writing, a beautiful, I I mean, the world doesn't have to be beautiful, but like an engaging, um, real world that makes sense. All of those kind of support, um, the book's chances of having number one, the number one most important thing to me about a book which is that feeling, my friend, that that <laughs> feeling that you get when you read something that you love so much and it just like, it just, for lack of a better term, pops your puss. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it really, just like falling in love. Like, I'm, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII, right? I'm playing this video game. This game is gorgeous. It has a, like, it, it, the graphics are beautiful. But, like, you got hot-ass dudes that are doing sick fighting moves, and they're all, like, these emotional cutscenes where they're like, what do you mean you like her instead of me? Like, like ah, I can't even describe, really. Um, it just, the, the feeling, the feeling that you get, that you can't even, I, I think some people don't even know that they're experiencing it because it's so difficult to articulate because it's unique for each person. But the, the experience, the feeling... Um, and I think for me, that's, that's number one. That is the thing. Like there, I, I'll read a book, but I won't sit with it and come back to it and worship it the way I did A Court of Thorns and Roses. Like that, experiencing that for the first time in literary form was what made me like a reader. Yeah. That, was that has really kind of become like our Bible. Like that's, <laughs> we, we worship <laughs> The text <laughs> and the like, our Lord and Savior Sarah J. Maas. Reading you know, the scripture. Just, yes, I that she is my religion is definitely uh, Sarah J. Maas. 
but yeah, she is my religion. I love, I love her books. I like her writing a lot. I do think she's good. I, uh, yeah, I, and I agree. I think it's like a good, it's a good, uh, measuring point because they're just such good books. But yeah, I, I love living in that like ooey gooey, ugh, I feel so good in this fantasy world when you are in a book like yeah. that. You're and like high. Just the world is so creative. Yeah, it's kind of is like a high. Yeah. Yeah. And it sits with you for days. Like a good book mm-hmm. will linger with like, I don't know, even when I read Bird Box, like it stayed with me yeah. for a good 48 hours. I was like, oh yeah, I'm still in my feels. Like I just... I experienced something just now. Like, it was, yeah. Mm. Well, I read, I think, I mean, this is not necessarily as important, but, like, the setting in which you read the book in, I I think is also kind of fun. So, like, I went camping this last summer. Uh, I guess it's not really camping. We stayed in a cabin, but we stayed in this cabin in the woods, and it was really beautiful, and it was next to this lake, and there were trees and little flowers everywhere, and I read, at that time, I brought The Cruel Prince with me, and so I was reading this book about this fantasy land where people ride on the back of toads, and little mushrooms grow everywhere, and like, you know, there's all of the fae elements and the fantastical world that Holly Black creates, and I was reading it, like, outside on the porch of this cabin, surrounded by trees, and I could hear the water and it was very immersive like I felt like I was in that world and I loved it and I still like whenever I think about those books I feel like I lived them I feel like I experienced that world because I was like inside of it which was a really cool experience so if you can ever you know go camping bring some books with you because it is a cool experience to read books outside Bro, I never even thought of it like that because when I read A Court of Thorns and Roses, I was in Bellingham, Washington, and I was staying with my director and his family, and he lived on this incredible plot of land, and every morning I would get up and I would drink like like beet-based hot chocolate and sit <laughs> in their hot tub at like Dang. 9 a.m. and read this book, and I would watch like bald eagles fly overhead. And just like crazy shit. So I was in this gorgeous land of rolling hills reading about a gorgeous land of rolling hills. And um, like the, the seeing the tree line in the distance. And then when I read Bird Box, I was in my house and I would pace around in my backyard reading the scary parts. And like it was in the <laughs> summer and the sun was really hot beating down. And it was like kind of this ominous like almost like dry mouth kind of feeling in my environment. And then, um, oh shit, what was the other book I read? I don't know. But I didn't even think about how your own setting can alter your experience of the book. I didn't think about that at all. You're totally right. (laughs) I think it definitely contributes. Yeah, if you're reading like a fantasy novel, it's pretty cool to be outside while you're reading it so yes 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 okay well let's hear well, your your shitty five pillars paris oh, I'm right. just here are my just trash <laughs> heap this, this yeah this dumpster fire of five pillars yeah. i have number one a good map <laughs> paris I, you're so right bitch oh my god i'm writing that down i really think it's important <laughs> i think it's really important i when i read a fantasy book um i 
want if you mention it in the story i want to see where it is in relation to my character like and if they're traveling across this vast forest i want to know the distance between that and the mountain pass we're trying to get to i it's really important to me to be able to see this map and a well done map i i like um i really like holly black's maps in her books uh because she does incorporate like things in the story so like i said earlier the people who they ride around on giant toads well in the map there's like a little drawing of someone riding a toad which i thought was so cute um but i i want to know if you if it's mentioned in the book i want to see it on the map i really do and brady i told brady that and he was he mentioned to me he's like oh well ursula k Le Guin, she uh she wrote the Wizard of Earthsea books, and in her books, um, the begin like the map, it has a huge map with all of these places, and a lot of the places that are on the map are never mentioned in the book because apparently well, the way she would do is she would make the map, and then when as she was writing, she would like flip back to the map and say like, "Ooh, this is a town that I wrote. I wonder what it's like there." And then she would like write it and inc incorporate it into the story. At least that's what Brady told me, which I think is really cool. So, you can have things on the map that you don't reference, but if you reference it in the book, it has to be on the map. That's, that's what's my up. Rule. That's what's up. Oh my god, preach. And also, <laughs> I don't know, if any like perspective perspective prospect prospective if anyone's perspective trying to write a book right if you're trying to write a book could you maybe experiment with including bits of your map at like chapter marks so i don't have to keep scrolling back because like i read on my phone and it's a pain in the ass to have to go all the way back to like this mm. really poorly pixelated map i don't know what the fuck's going on i don't know where these people are and it takes me away from the story because i'm confused and my like visuals i already i have a really hard time visualizing <coughs> sorry cats i love you so much oh my god <laughs> <laughs> please continue <laughs> i just wish I, even like sarah i wish she would just put the map again at like you know if we're traveling somewhere can we have it at like chapter 12 or like chapter 18 just like a little i, I like that Thank I've you. never thought about that, but I agree. I mean, if you're reading it on your phone, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I agree. That's a great point, Paris. What are you talking about? Your list is strong already. <laughs> strong. Okay. okay next well, item. Number two is a good group of pals, uh, which we touched on earlier, but I do think it's really important. I, I just read a book um, that is called, oh God. The, the Wood, I think. I don't remember the name of the author. That the, it's with about the time a girl traveler? who has a, there's like a, a wood next to her house. And her father has taught her since she was a child on how to, um, they have to watch, they're like the watchers of the wood. Because the wood has portals to other times and different realms. And people slip through the cracks and then they, they fall into her, like, time and you know they're from like 1812 and they're you know in the the present and they don't know what they're doing or why they're there and so she and her father have to help guide them back to where they're from based on like the language and the dialect that they speak and the clothing that they wear and they kind of ask them questions and then move them back to like their um threshold so that they can get back to their time but one day her father goes missing and then she has to take over uh like managing the wood on her own so like that's the the premise of the book but she has a friend 
in the book. And I can't even remember her friend's name because her friend shows up like maybe twice and it's just to say like, wow, are you talking to any boys? Are you going to come to the football game? And then that's it and then she's gone. So it it really, I was wanting that like sense of community, the like group of pals. I, I like really like that in, in books and I understand that that's not necessarily, can't be the case for all books, but I if you're going to introduce a friend, if if she's if the main character if it's a girl and she's gonna have a girlfriend you know like I don't know I just I want more substance I want I want her to have something to say other than like are you gonna be at the football game on Friday (laughs) it doesn't I feel like it's pointless to have a character to be there to say that so I agree yeah I agree (laughs) I mean like if yeah if you're gonna create a, a massive not even massive an epic fantasy romance I'd say um, like you need, you need a posse, man. You need your squad. Yeah. You need it because like, it just helps carry it. It helps distribute the load of the storytelling and it gives you more things to fall in love with. Like maybe you're a psycho and you're not in love with recent, but like, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you're just wrong and you maybe. don't love him <laughs> and you should just stop reading altogether. No, God, <laughs> never uh, pick up a book again. Cause I'm your just... opinion is invalid. And um, we don't oh my want God. you here. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe yeah. you get off of this podcast. Bye. <laughs> uh, no. Maybe you're not into recent. Um, and maybe you're like, but you know, thank God for Omren, right? Because Omren's my girl, and I want to smash hard. You know, yeah. or like uh, someone else, or Lucian. I feel like is a maybe an underrated yeah, like- character. absolutely I think he is I I wanted more um I wanted more from him in the books I wanted more character development but maybe we'll see that in the upcoming Nesta book maybe we will oh my god oh my god okay (laughs) (laughs) like like Um, uh, if anybody is listening to this and they haven't read uh the Court of Thorns and Roses books yet what are you doing stop listening to this podcast and and go get it because it's important it's our religion please yeah (laughs) join join the squad like it's I think you have to understand that like what I what I want this podcast to be at least for me is uh, the um celebration of the feeling that your book that a book gives you not necessarily um, a critique of all the books. Um, you know, like, I mean, there will be, there is a critique, obviously, but I think a lot of people tend to kind of like intellectualize a bit too hard on like fantasy and just art in general. Art is about enjoyment and, and connection. Um, and for us, like A Court of Thorns and Roses, like it really resonated and excite, like it excited me, and I felt alive in a way that I hadn't since I that I could, since I could ever remember really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not gonna feel like that for everyone, but you know if you're like I don't listen, I don't read mainstream shit, or like everyone loves the Court of Thorns and Roses, but I think it's trash. Then you're not really getting like the spirit of what it's about. Um, I don't know. I just want to say that because I, I see a lot of people hating on Sarah J. Mass. Um, and I mean, like her portrayal of like non-heterosexual 
people and queer people and stuff. And like, I am a cis heterosexual female identifying human. Um, so like it's, I don't mind it, you know? So I don't, I don't, I just want to like preface that because we're yeah, going to be talking about our love of that book series a lot, probably because <laughs> it's the foundation for our belief system in the way that we, um, live our lives but like it's not gonna be for everyone and if it's not then that's okay but like don't come at me with your hate because i'll clap back you know what i mean uh, yeah that's all i have to say about that and anyway. that's the tea and that's well, the tea on period <laughs> <laughs> yes i agree wholeheartedly thank you um my number three i like to have a flawed protagonist. Oh, I want one. my protagonist to have something to improve upon. Um, so, like, for example, Feyre in A Court of Thorns and Roses, she has to, like, she doesn't know how to read, right? So <laughs> Reason teaches her how to read. I like that she's not perfect. I like that she has things that she has to learn, like Katniss in The Hunger Games has to like learn how to become a public speaker and like I, I don't know I just think it's really cool and um it makes them almost more like relatable and human when they're not like fully formed they have to have something to learn and improve upon so that's important give us me. that arc give us the arc we want <laughs> it we need it <laughs> yeah dude yes totally okay Number four, I know you will love. Okay. Number four, a magical element such as humanoid creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love, in a fantasy, I love people who have some type of animalistic character feature. I like wings. I like horns. I'm into tails. I love it. I want them to have something that sets them apart from humans. I like other than being fey and you have wing like not wings but like tipped ears. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, like that's really cool and I wish I had those but I don't. But I um you know other than just tipped ears, I want I want something more. I think that's why I liked Holly Black's uh, series, the the Cruel Prince series so much is because her like fey all have some kind of animalistic character like Cardin uh he has a tail and his older brother has like like horny thorns all up and down his arms and you know there's other characters that have um like wings and I just I just think it's so cool I like I like that a lot it's very whimsical and I enjoy that I like how she gave some people some people fey characters she gave some characters you know like colorful skin and yes. colorful hair. That was I'd never read something like that before. Um, like, and isn't I, I like Cassia blue? Yeah, or she's like, like blue with like bubblegum pink eyes or some shite like that. Yeah, I love that. I I just think that's so cool because it, it sets my imagination on fire, and I really love imagining like what they look like and what their skin would feel like, and it it like like gives me like textures I can like feel in my brain I don't know if that makes sense at all but I just think it's that does it's really cool yeah and it's freaking hot it's hot as fuck dude you were like (laughs) you're saying like it gives me textures to think of in my mind and then I thought of like anytime uh like 
Sarah J. Mass is like, his velvety length. And I'm like, Sarah, <laughs> you're so crazy. You're so crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> velvety length. That's another um, podcast title I was thinking of. Is <laughs> Velvety length. Like velvety girth or some shit like that. Jesus velvety but uh, oh my God. too much, too much maybe. I love that one. You're right, Paris. You know me so well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, my number five is a common enemy. Oh, I wow. love to hate along with the main character. I like to root for my main character. I mean, like, obviously in just, like, books and stories in general, you always have, like, protagonist and antagonist. And antagonist doesn't necessarily have to be a person, but it has to be, like, a thing, like something the main character is trying to fight and overcome. But I love having, like, a group common enemy that I'm like all of my characters are trying to defeat this one thing or person and I just I I like to hate along with them <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I fucking do dude I absolutely do and I especially like it if that common enemy also turns me on okay <laughs> yes so like like <laughs> yeah go ahead yes no, I, I mean, I was going to say, like, like it, I'm talking a lot about, like, Holly Black's books, but Cardin is, like, not a good guy. But at the same time, you're like, ooh, I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, a bad, bad, bad boy. Bad boy. Bad, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Give me an example of what you were thinking about. Well, I so I'm, again, I'm playing Final Fantasy. This is really, this is, like, my media that I'm consuming right now. And uh, the main bad guy is, you know, so there's a corporation named Shinra, and they are um, depleting the planet of its life source in order to create energy. Um, but there's also this, the, the other, the, the main evil singular villain besides the corporation and the people who run it is um, an agent of theirs. And he is, um, so like all their uh, military kind of workers, there is, uh, it's called soldier. Is, and so like all the their troops really um, that protect and serve this corporation are called soldier. And then you have mm-hmm. soldier first class which is the, the top-tier, hand-selected few that are the baddest of the bad. So the main character is Cloud, my lifelong crush. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I think I started loving that character uh, just, like, uh, when I was six, maybe, when I first saw him in, like, a adapted, uh, adapted movie. Anyway, so the main bad guy, his name is Sephiroth. And Sephiroth is the epitome of dark brooding kind of androgynous um he has like long silver hair that goes down to his waist and it like just kind of falls down around him and he wears a a a floor-length black trench coat and his sword is like this this katana that's like 12 feet long (laughs) it's like an eight foot long katana and he's like cloud you couldn't save them could you? And I'm like, Sephiroth, get out of here. Stop giving Cloud PTSD. You're so crazy. So during <laughs> during the game, you have these cutscenes where Cloud, the main character, is having these moments, uh, these flashbacks, and he, like he gets a mad migraine, and he's like, uh, uh, and then Sephiroth like comes out of nowhere, and he's like, Cloud, I can't wait for our reunion. Mm. And I'm like, Sephiroth. <laughs> stop it with your shoulder pads oh my god um so i love it when and um 
you know, Reeson is a bad guy. No spoilers here, um, but in the first book, <laughs> A Court of Thorns and Roses, Reeson's a bad, 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 bad boy. And we do not fucking did like you, Did you just smack your hand? I did. Would you smack your hand like it was like a spank? Is no! that what that was? I have. I'm smacking my fist. Can you can you envision? I one my right hand is fisted, and then I'm smacking my left hand against it for emphasis yes. because people can obviously see me, and they need to see my body language and how passionate <laughs> I am about this topic. You can literally hear how important this is to me. Um, but he's a bad boy, and. Um, we don't like recent, right? Or at least, I don't know, if you're falling into Sarah J. Mass's trap uh, in the first book, if you're gullible like that me. Delicious that delicious trap. Oh my God, so good. Um, yeah, so, and so he's, he's a naughty, naughty boy. And I think that's part of why you end up falling in love with him is because of that, that little switch up that she does, you know? And you're like, yeah. oh, maybe he's not, maybe he's not so bad. Like, um, oh, there were reasons for the things that he did. Right. Oh, like, yeah. I, right, right. Or even yeah. if, even, and, and even if that uh, your villain never turns out to be a good guy, um, I think that's you know, even better often is mm-hmm. if they just stay a villain. But if that villain, I'm like, you're a little bit sexy, but no, no. <laughs> but like, yes, a little bit, but like, no. Fallon. Um, yeah. I, I am starting to get this sense, like, I know you quite well, but I I didn't realize until you were just talking about Final Fantasy, the game, uh-huh. um, how much you like capes, and I was just <laughs> thinking about, like, when you were explaining and describing the villain, I just could picture, like, uh, Dracula from Castlevania, and how much you like him, and, like, his cape, and the way that he talks and everything, and I was just thinking, like, wow, that's that's Fallon's type. That's Interesting. It. I never thought about the capes. I never thought about that. <laughs> maybe, honestly, okay, maybe maybe it's long hair. Because, <laughs> yeah, because you like Alucard, too. Because I like Alucard. I hair. like Dracula. I like, um, oh, mm, there's so many things that I like. Uh, I like Rath. <laughs> Okay, because I I feel that inside of me. So I liked Dracula specifically in the Castlevania Netflix series because he was like, you killed my wife and now I will destroy the whole race. And that was like, my nipples got hard, right? I was like, Uh, oh, the wrath, like the dark, broody wrath. Sephiroth has super long hair. Um, Cassian has the longest hair of the, uh, the night court homies he does oh i mean sorry of, of the male characters um because more and fair obviously have longer hair Amran's probably about the same as cassian um i understood what you meant you know what I, I mean i got it maybe i'm into long hair i don't know i'll have to i'll have to investigate this um cape <laughs> um theory of yours can i you, like that also just a side note can you hear the window washer there's someone washing the windows outside right now and they're just <laughs> Spraying as like this loud, loud hose against the window. I can hear window. it faintly. It sounds a little staticky, but when you said it, right when you said it, he went, <laughs> and then I really heard. Yes, that's him. Um, he'll be gone in a minute. He'll move on to the next window. Does but he have a cape? Here. Let me check. <laughs> nope. Unfortunately not, but I wish he did. Get out of here, window washer man. Yeah. 
get out. Come back when you have a cape and some horns. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I have two more yes. little notes, uh, but these are asterisks. They're not necessarily rules. I don't have to have these, but I enjoy them. Um, okay, one is a good fandom and fan art. Oh, I Paris. love that shit so much. Yes. Yes. I do. And I like I like to see other people's uh, interpretations of what they think the characters look like because I have like a clear vision in my head and then it's fun to see how other people have pictured them as well, which I really love. And I also like being a part of like a club like it feels like being a part of a community when you get like because I get a lot of memes on my Instagram feed that are like memes about like the characters and like what they would say or how they would respond to like a popular meme that's going around the internet and people who don't read these books and don't know these characters would be like who the fuck is Amran like what why are they why is she responding to this thing like this doesn't make any sense but I like it because I feel like it's like a secret club that I'm a part of and I enjoy that much that's a really good point yeah i love i love your list i don't know what the hell you're talking about your <laughs> list is solid scrap mine forget it throw it in the trash hole <laughs> no. um, your list was very important and it was passionate thank you thank you um no i totally know what you mean i've just been um realizing my love for um avatar the last airbender memes on pinterest i found them i don't know if you've seen my pinterest recently it's kind of been spammed <laughs> with them a little bit um but I mean, people, I am always so impressed and delighted by memers, like meme creators. Um, How do y'all come up with that shit? Like, I, it's so funny and it makes me feel so good. Uh, I'm not a meme creator. I don't think my brain works like that. But people who do keep them close because, yes, like that's, that's half the fun. That's such a good point, Paris. Wow. Okay. Thank you for (laughs) writing that down. My last one is not important at all, but I just think it's funny. Uh, Brady, when yesterday we drove up to a bookstore that was out of town because the bookstores here in town didn't have the book I was looking for, so we went out of town to get one, and uh, on our way back, he was looking at the books that I had purchased, and he was like, oh, look, you fell into the category again, and I said, what category? He said, the category of the something of something something. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, you got me because I often buy books that are like the this of this of that, like the Court of Thorns and Roses or the book that we're about to read, which is The Daughter of Shadow and Bone. Like there, it's just, I, I don't know why, but I enjoy books that have that uh, title structure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's not our fault. Okay. And don't stop doing it. (laughs) it helps you know what it helps us identify you it helps us pick you out in a crowd we know what we're gonna Mm -hmm. get when we see those titles okay yep i see that and i i look at that title and i go oh there's smut in that book and then i pick it up yep that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. And I mean, Sarah J. Mass, she couldn't help herself. She was like, this book is called Crescent City. House of Earth and Blood. You know? Yes. <laughs> like, she couldn't stop herself. I know. I know. And like, Throne of Glass series, Empire of Storms. Like, you know, just, I think, and I think that's definitely in uh, like the young adult fiction specifically yeah. is is uh guilty of that 
Um, yeah. That's so funny. Sorry, what was the what was that titled as in your list? What did, oh, the something of something something. <laughs> no, I mean uh, like the a good title or book cover. Oh, no, I just had it as like a little asterisk to oh. the side. Like it's not a pillar. You don't have to have this. But if your title has that structure, I'll probably pick it up off the shelf. Bonus points. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Okay, so like bonus points for fan art and. And, um, and title. Yeah. And um, community, like fandom. Yes. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm willing to give up my number five world building. Oh, my God. Sorry. I keep touching my mic and it keeps making a noise. I hear it. I thought you were like hitting a gong no, or something. I keep, t- I keep touching it again to make it stop ringing. But every time I lift my fingers up, it rings again. So I'm so sorry. I like to imagine you're just sitting there with a small like finger gong. Like, dum, dum, dum. Pillar one. Dum. <laughs> Um, I'm willing to give up my world building um, uh, pillar for in exchange for your good map um, pillar. All right. Because I think that's really important and highly underrated. I think it's important too. But I don't know. World building is really important. You can't have world building without a good map. So, or vice versa, you know, like I think they're they're both important. We should just combine them into a list of 10. Okay. Or they can be one because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, we can yeah. figure out the wording. I feel like they are pretty much the same thing, but I an emphasis on the map because you can build a beautiful world, but if I can't see that shit, then like, <laughs> how can I? I don't know. My brain isn't, my imagination skills are not built up enough like that for me to just like be able to free ball setting. I just can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I get lost. I get lost sometimes. I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where people are. Yes. So I, I like to be able to have like a reference. Yes. Um, I think another thing with my number four, which was like writing that doesn't distract from the story, is like when I was reading Fifty Shades of Grey, when we read the first <laughs> one so far, but this the main character... Anastasia, she's I know 24 years old, okay? But that book reads like like a, a 55-year-old woman, maybe like a woman in her early 60s. Like she just capped off at 60 and she's like, big, bright, beautiful world, here we go. And then she meets Christian Grey and is taken on this wild fantasy ride, which there is nothing wrong with that. And I wish people would write more romance and fantasy with middle-aged women because I'm going to get old one day or older. I'm going to be middle-aged, then I'm going to be old, and I want to be able to relate to what I'm reading. But with yes. that book specifically, goddamn, she reads She reads like an old gal. She's like, oh, my. I'm just Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, geez, uh, Christian, you're so crazy. Oh, my goodness. He took out my tampon and he doesn't even care about it. Wild. Oh you know, like, gosh. <laughs> I don't know what, so I could clearly see that I was reading the author's fantasy. I wasn't reading a fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so ooh, that that's like, I don't know. And, and with Crescent City too, um, Sarah J. Mass's most recent novel, I felt like it was um, like a reincarnation of a combination of both Throne of Glass and A Court of Thorns and Roses. 
Sure. Like Sarah was like, I have this new world that I want to share with you and this new hot guy and this new cool gal, but I'm going to do it and it's going to sound the same as the other ones because I can't help I, myself. I agree. It did definitely have the same kind of tropey ending that her other books have, um, right. which I'm not saying is bad and no. I enjoyed it, but it that one specifically and we've touched on this and we can talk about it again later but i i didn't enjoy it as much as i had enjoyed her other books yes yes agreed yeah so shall we recap the five sure the, the pillars um a good map a good yes. map that shows a good world big old dynamic world um <laughs> a group of pals group of pals thank a you a cohort a squad a posse yes 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 um sexy spooky man oh yes yeah buddy yes sexy spooky man is important yes. to me and to you so yes yes yeah uh magical elements yes preferably embedded in the characters yes agreed yes agreed uh a common common villain common common enemy enemy yeah so important i agree yes what else was on your list the the i'm sorry because we went backwards five uh what was like number three on your list uh it, it was a, a complex and attractive love interest so spooky man then there was the invisible author squad um and then the world and then the number oh one. that feeling that feeling the number yeah. one number one i think that is so important yes that feeling so important. like just the essence of magic in it and it's so subjective and fleeting in that you know you don't know where you're gonna get it from but i think that's the joy of finding a new book it's the discovery of it of um like you don't know if this book that you open up is going to change your life or not and that's that that's what it's all about baby <laughs> yeah yes oh i agree I wholeheartedly agree. That feeling is so important and it doesn't leave you. And when you think back about like the book that you read, you'll feel that again, which I think is so cool. So, yes, it's been two years it's been, uh, that, since I read um, A Court of Thorns and Roses and I have not read it again. Um, and so I'm waiting. She hasn't updated the new covers in Amazon. Um, like the new book covers, I think because uh -huh. of Black Lives Matter, which it was smart of her not to be like, hey, guys, just letting you know, um, <laughs> new covers are out today. Ah, BLM, yeah. here's my black square. Uh, you know, I think it was really smart of her. But as a black woman myself, surprise, um, <laughs> you can't see me. As a black woman, I was also a little bummed because I was like, Sarah, I need your whitewashed literary works right now to help me through this, okay? You're like, this is a trying time. Please trying give me those new covers. Please, Sarah. Like, I just need them. So I found the, the first two books, it looks like. Uh, I can get them in hardcover with the new um, covers art, which a lot of people didn't like, but that sucks for you. Um, I want it. I want a cool set. So... I want to get them again so I can reignite that feeling um, and share it with you. Something that we both know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yes. I would like to own the set as well because I 
have every book but the first one because I borrowed the first one from Brady's mom and then I don't think she has it anymore and it's not mine so I would like to to have a set as well because I do think they are one of my favorite book series so you well they are that it's no thinking about that it is one of my favorite book series yes yes um do you so you have all the books except for the first one yeah oh okay well, then that will be my birthday gift to you, since my other one failed. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. I would really appreciate that. I would love to own it. Because oh. I've, I've wanted, since then, I've wanted to reread it, and I just don't have the first one. So I've, like, read most of the second one again, and I, like, remember the first one. But it's, you know, it's it would be fun to reread them cohesively, like, from the beginning to the end. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, ooh, Yeah. I can't wait. I'm really excited. And then maybe, so yeah, when I send you that one, um, and then I get mine. We can, we can read them together. I think we should end the show on things we are hoping, we're looking forward to, and things we are hopeful for in the upcoming week. Excellent idea. I would like you to go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because you've had time to think about this, and I have not. Okay. Earlier this week, I pre-ordered The Last of Us Part 2 on my PlayStation 4. Holy shit. And I get to go pick it up on Friday and I'm very excited to play it this weekend because I really liked the first game and then this new one looks freaking fantastic and it is going to be so much fun and it's spooky and I'm very excited. I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be more thrilled. So. I'm so excited for you. There are few good, fe- like, few feelings like being able, you know, pre-ordering the anticipation of a book or a game that you like. Did I give you back your copy of The Last of Us? You did. Okay, good. Yes, I was you like, did. Holy I have it. shit. This is her calling me out <laughs> subliminally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and I just uh, can't find the first one. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, dude, that's no, awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Let me know how Thank it is. You. It looks really good. I will. It's beautiful. It's like I saw I'm- the trailer for it. Yeah, it's it's going to be lit. It's going to be nuts. And what are you looking forward to this upcoming week? <sighs> okay, so I decided to get back into cosplaying. Um, it's like yes. I I took a big old break. I went to Comic-Con this past summer, and it was awesome. Um, but my costume was really uncomfortable. Okay, I made a, we, we cosplayed as Raiders from Fallout 4, we being my friend Cicely and my boyfriend Casper. And uh, I made a... A floor-length cape out of Jesus Christ the capes what the hell uh, you see? <laughs> oh, <no>. uh, <laughs> I made a floor-length cape out of bottle caps and um, it was awesome it was really cool it was cool. sick as fuck it was it's really it was cool, so cool. <laughs> really cool um, but that bitch is so uncomfortable and it cuts into me in my arms um, and it snags on things so it's, it's heavy just, yeah it's just like walking tetanus that thing so it kind <laughs> of it discouraged me from cosplaying and I didn't really I couldn't find anything that I really connected with and also um just with the things going on and kind of the racism in the country that has been sort of um exposed I realized that I'm black and that a lot of the characters that I would want to cosplay are not um virtually all of them with one exception and so I didn't really feel like cosplaying anymore and I was afraid that um my skin color would detract from my costume and the work that I put into it and just like my love of the character 
But then I just kept playing Final Fantasy VII, and I am so, I just am in love. So I'm going to cosplay as Aerith from Final Fantasy VII, and I purchased the beginnings that I, of, of the, my materials, my supplies. Um, so awesome. those are coming. And so the, my, my jacket and some paint for the jacket, because I have to dye the jacket, and a dress pattern. So I'm going to make my dress. And um, so I'm like, I'm really excited to get back into costuming and things like that. So that's what I'm excited could, for. I wish you could see my face right now because I am just beaming. Are I'm you? so excited for you. <laughs> I think that sounds so cool. And you're so creative and you do such a good job. Like the things that you make are so well done. And I, I just, I'm so excited that you're going to keep doing that. Thank you, Paris. I've been thinking about you <laughs> and I would really, I would love to go to a con with you. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, oh we can talk. I would love that too. We don't, we don't have to talk about it on the podcast. But um, I, there are some conventions <laughs> that I really want to go to you with and you, we could cosplay together. Yes. And yes. If you have yes. a PS. Yes. Yeah. If you have, you have a PS4. I do. Yes. If you have a PS4, you could even get into playing some of the games that I play or whatever. And so, yeah, I feel, I feel excited about that. And I haven't felt excited about it in a long time. So that is been bringing me a lot of joy. joy. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, I'm excited too. Mm. What a good time. (laughs) This was great. Yes. Well, uh, if anybody is listening to this, thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for sticking it out. I know it was probably like over an hour, but uh, thank you. And I am excited to continue to make these because this is really fun. I liked I like chatting because we do this. We just talk on the phone, but it's fun to like actually record it and, and have other people hear it too. And I know we're not alone in our love of things in our our fangirlness i think these are conversations that um people like to have with their buds too and so maybe we can we can build a community of people yes, who like be our friends be our friends <laughs> uh paris where can they find you on instagram um my instagram is that's it and that's not my gmail so don't try to email <laughs> me yeah, I don't have, I think I actually have a Gmail, but I don't know what it is. I made the Yahoo when I was 11, and I have been using it since, so that's it, you gotta, folks. We got to fix that. That's it. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, tune in next time. I think every week at least. Yeah, I think every Thursday we'll record these. Yes. So Excellent. All right. Yes. Bye, bitch. Bye. Bye.